الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وذكر فإن الذكرى تنفع المؤمنين صدق الله العظيم Most respected mothers and sisters in Islam With the fazl and karam of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala And with his tawfiq Last week we had commenced this discussion Which was the bayan about the bayan In other words, the adab and the etiquettes Pertaining to listening to the talks of deen We also discussed what is the importance of the talks of deen How necessary this is for us to be from time to time listening to the words of the Quran Sharif of the Ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the explanations that go along with it of the Ahlullah, the Akabir so this is a means of livening the heart it is a means of watering the field of our heart and bringing it alive with the cultivation with the fruit coming through the trees, the fruit of akhlaq, the fruit of good amal, and all the other various things of this nature. So just to recap very briefly the two etiquettes that we had mentioned last week, that the very first thing is the intention. That the intention is to be solely for the pleasure of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, whether one is giving advice or whether one is listening to the advice of deen. The intention must be solely to earn the pleasure of Allah wa ta'ala. And this is something we have to check and check again and keep checking. And on top of that, we still make istighfar in the end. One istighfar in particular which comes to mind, which Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught, that Allahumma inni astaghfiruka likulli khayrin aradtu bihi wajhak فَخَالَطَنِي فِيهِ بَا لَيْسَ لَكَ O Allah, I seek your forgiveness for every good action that was done and which I had intended for your pleasure. When I commenced it, when I started it, the intention was that I wanted to do this for your pleasure. But فَخَالَطَنِي فِيهِ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ In between somewhere, some other intentions crept in. The wrong intention crept in somewhere in between and it spoiled the amal to some extent. So, Ya Allah, I'm seeking forgiveness for that. So sometimes something may start off on the correct note, but then down the line it might just get diverted in some other direction. So therefore we need to be careful about that as well. So the first etiquette was that whatever we do has to be solely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala and with the intention of amal, with the intention of practicing. Because listening merely for the sake of listening, is not going to benefit us. We have to listen with the clear intention of amal. Then inshallah we'll find the great benefits that will come through this. Again, this was something that I had not planned to say on this occasion, but it's just coming to mind now that we're talking about doing things for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala alone, and also doing it with the intention of amal. Doing it for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala alone is the lesson of ikhlas, the lesson of sincerity. Just one intention, that one, one incident that comes to mind, which will highlight 
to what extent people were conscious of this ikhlas. On incident of Sheikh Abul Hassan Nuri rahmatullahi on one occasion, while he was walking on the banks of the shore, uh, on the banks of the river, and he noticed one boat had docked on the side, and there were barrels of wine that were being offloaded for the governor of the place. And he became very incensed, he became very annoyed by this, that in this manner this is coming, haram, things are happening like this. And he was a person of great taqwa, a person who had a very high position and status. This is not for some everybody to take the law in their own hands. But at that moment he was overwhelmed with this and he went and immediately started breaking those barrels. There were 10 barrels in total. He broke 9. And then when he broke the ninth one, he stopped. He didn't break the tenth one. And he left it and went away. In any case, the message was now relayed to the governor that this is what has happened here. This person came and he broke these barrels. So he was, the governor was extremely annoyed. He was angry. He summoned for this person immediately. He was arrested and brought. So first he uh, reprimanded him, he wanted to know who gave him the right to break these things. Any case, that's a lengthy incident. But after all that was over, or in the course of that, he asked him that you broke 9 out of 10. What happened? Why didn't you break the 10th one? So when he was pressed for an answer, he said that when I broke the first 9 barrels, all that while, I was doing it solely with this intention that this is wrong, it is haram, it has to be stopped. And therefore I was breaking it for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. As I broke the ninth one, this thought came in my mind that tomorrow this is going to be the message all around. That look at what a courageous person this person is. That the wine of the governor, he was not concerned that this belonged to the governor. And he went right ahead and he broke it and he spilt it. What great courage this person has. So at that point I stopped that my nafs now has come in. And now I'm doing this, I'm going to break the 10th barrel now for my nafs. That people will say, this person was not afraid one bit of the governor and look at the zeal that he had. So I stopped right there, I left it because my nafs had come in. Now this is such a fine line that what is solely for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure and where has the nafs crept in. And when the nafs creeps in, then that has become nafsaniyat. And then a person is not, does not attain anything for that amal. Rather, the great fear is that the person now will be taken to account for that amal. So this is the fine line of doing something solely for Allah wa ta'ala and doing it for nafs. So this lesson, this, this incident gives us a tremendous lesson of how careful a person should be, keep checking the amal. Now we're listening to some deeny advice or we are speaking or giving some deeny advice to repeatedly keep checking, for who am I doing it? For what am I doing it? For who am I speaking? For whom am I listening? Am I listening? Or am I speaking solely for Allah Ta'ala? Or is there anything else that has kept in? And we will have to still keep making istighfar. After having removed the thoughts of anything but Allah wa Ta'ala from the heart and rectified our intention time and again,
But after all that is done, and this is not restricted to merely the listening of the talks of deen, any amal, after having repeatedly checked our intention before, during, after, we still make istighfar in the end. Ya Allah, I have not managed to fulfill the rights of ikhlas in this amal. I haven't come, forget, fulfill the rights of ikhlas. I haven't come near the requirements of ikhlas also. Ya Allah, you forgive my shortcoming, forgive my mistakes. And whatever nafsaniyat is kept in, Ya Allah, you forgive that and save me from that nafsaniyat for the future. Whatever wrong intention came, Ya Allah, you forgive me for that and save me from it in the future. So this was the first thing that a person should do every action solely for the pleasure of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala and like that, the action of listening to the talks of deen and on over and above that with the niyat of the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, the niyat of amal. Then the second etiquette that we had discussed was the azmat. That what is being said, we must have the azmat of that, the greatness of that in the heart. Not who is saying it, but what is being said. What is being said is the words of Allah and His Rasul Wasallam, And it is the explanation of that. So that great azmat of that must be in the heart, that this is no minor thing. This is a very great thing. And last week we discussed this aspect of azmat in some detail. So we won't go into any more detail about that. That we must have this azmat in the heart. To the extent of the azmat, to that extent we will benefit from it. Together with the azmat was the aspect of dhyan. That a person listens with attention. Not with ghaflat. Not inattentively. Unmindfully. But we listen with azmat and with dhyan. With this attention. Then inshallah we'll find the benefits coming through. The third etiquette that pertains to listening to the talks of deen. That a person should look for those things that are of practical, that can be practically implemented immediately. One is the niyat of amal in general, at the beginning, as we discussed already. But over and above that, in every talk there will be certain things which can be immediately brought into our lives. There are certain things which are maybe linked more directly to knowledge itself. It's not something that is of practical implementation. The theory is important. Certain things pertaining to aqaid. So our aqaid must be correct. We need to rectify that. The two in a way is amal. But supposing there are certain things pertaining to the laws of, for example, talaq. So now we will maybe discuss something of that nature. This is not meant for implementation. It is meant for understanding so that these things don't happen. So nevertheless, that is one type of discussion. But certain things pertain to practical implementation. They can be put into our lives immediately. For example, now we are talking about the aspect of rectifying our intention. So this is something of amal that we keep making this effort to think, to stop, to rectify our intention stop in the middle of the action, renew the intention, at the end make istighfar. So these few things we can do, so we should do. Together with that, we might sometimes discuss something, for example, about akhlaq. So now certain things of akhlaq are things that we can practice immediately. Now the person up front is sitting and listening with this niyad. That anything that I can find in this talk, in this discussion, that I can immediately bring into my life, I will try to do this. 
it might not be possible to do everything, but the intention for that must be there up front, that I will try to take at least some of the things that can be brought into immediate practice and I will bring it into my life. And according to the intention, Allah Ta'ala will open the way forward. Now sometimes there might be something regarding, for example, the adab of eating, just as an example, that how a person should go about eating, eating with the right hand, reciting Bismillah, reciting the du'as, or various other things. Now this is just one simple example. Now there might be some adab or the other in this entire discussion that perhaps was not in our practice. Maybe many things were there already. One thing or the other might not have been there. Immediately we latch onto that. That this is a very simple thing. I need to now bring it immediately into my life. Now with this intention beforehand, that I will look for the things of immediate practice, and I will inshallah start practicing on it. We'll find that with this intention, what we will listen to, the way will open up for us, the roads will open up for us to start bringing things into amal as well. So, this is what our mindset should be. That I want to try and bring things into practice. Then whether the talk is very exciting or not, inshallah we won't be affected by that. Sometimes our mindset is to listen to an exciting talk. Sometimes that is good too, that we, if it is exciting to a certain extent, maybe we will be listening more attentively. Not that it should not be something that catches our attention. But that is not our focus. From the listener's perspective, that is not our focus. And that is why sometimes a very simple talk given by a very simple person, a very simple advice is giving. But on the one side, the person giving it has given it from his heart, has given it with sincerity. But then we also listen to it with that niyat, with sincerity and with that niyat that something good is being told to me, I will listen carefully and I will implement it. Then sometimes that simple words has such an impact on our hearts also, that that opens the doorways of amal for us. So both sides are required. The speaker also has to make that intention, the correct intentions, try and bring in the maximum ikhlas. But then from the listener's side also, if the Niagara Falls is showering down its torrents of water but at the bottom a person has placed a big tank a 5000 liter tank but he's placed it upside down then that Niagara Falls will also keep showering on it for months on end for years on end but not one drop will go inside because that vessel is upside down, it's a 5000 liter tank it can be a 10,000 liter tank but it is upside down but if there's a little droplet falling at a time from somewhere, one, one small drop falling at a time from somewhere, so it's a very tiny drop, and a person has put a small cup under it, but he's put it the right side up, or a person has put a 5,000 liter tank under it, in time even that 5,000 liter tank also will get filled from that one tiny droplet that is falling, that too will get full someday. But the reason is that that droplet is coming, there's water coming. It's not that there's no water coming. So on the one side, there is water coming. And on the other side, the vessel is right side up. So because the vessel is right side up, it will keep collecting that one drop at a time also. And in time, that will get filled also. So our hearts, the vessel of our heart has to be right side up with the right intention, 
with the intention of pleasing Allah Ta'ala, with the intention of amal, with the intention of latching onto whatever we can latch onto immediately for practice, then we'll find this heart getting filled. We'll find that there is benefit coming from every discussion of deen, from every kitab that we read, from every book that we read by the authentic ulama, by our kabir. Then we'll find our hearts filling up with it. So therefore this is important. Merely the excitement, if that is our object, then our ears will perhaps enjoy it and our hearts will take nothing back. So this is a very important thing that we listen with this niyat of amal and to try and bring into practice those things that are off, that can be practiced immediately. The fourth etiquette with regards to listening to a dini talk is that a person should consider whatever is being discussed as medication for our hearts. That this is a medication for my spiritual heart. And when a person will regard it as such, then sometimes it might be maybe bitter also. But the bitterness will only be felt like when a person is taking a bitter medicine. On the tongue he feels a bitterness, but in his heart and mind he is very happy about it. Happy in the sense that he knows that this is his benefit. And he is happy to take something that will benefit him. Though, because of the bitterness on the tongue, he might even cringe, he might make some sound also. But intellectually, and in his heart and mind, he is happy about it. So any dini talk, or any dini literature that we read, and I keep repeating this when we talk about literature or talks, that by the authentic ulama, by people who have the right aqaid, they have the right mindset, the Ahlullah, their writings we read, inshallah we'll find tremendous benefit from it. But we pick up any book, we could be doing ourselves a tremendous disservice. We could be harming ourselves greatly. So therefore, what is necessary is that we listen with this intention, that this is medication for my heart. Now, when a person has this mindset, then even if he doesn't enjoy the talk in the outer sense of the word, that it was a very fascinating talk, and very mind-captivating and all these things, even if it wasn't that, but the benefit will still be complete. A person will still benefit from it. And this we hear and we see happening over and over again. The Akabir, the Ahlullah, sometimes they talk very simple words. But when a person sits in that gathering thinking that this is my dawa, this is my medication, this is my ilaj, this is my treatment, then a person feels tremendously uh, filled with that few advices, and a person feels great benefit coming out of it. So, this is something we have to regard as our medication. Our benefit is in this medication. And we'll find inshallah that from time to time, many of our illnesses, spiritual illnesses, will get treated in these simple talks. Sometimes from a simple person also, maybe not very learned to. Or from a very simply written book. But major illnesses of our heart will get rectified. But provided that we have this mindset, that this is dawa. There have been many instances where sometimes a person says, I listened to this whole talk, and from this talk, there was this one sentence that was said, it has impacted so tremendously on my heart, that 
Alhamdulillah, this one wrong that was very long in my life, I managed to give it up. From this one sentence a person spoke. One sentence. But it was listened to with the right intention. It was listened to with the right mindset. Then this benefit came through. So this is the fourth etiquette that we listen not just for the sake of enjoyment, but regarding it as our ilaj, our treatment and our medication. Then all the other sideline things sometimes are mentioned, the little chutney and achar that comes along with it, that's a sideline. The main thing is, the main cause is the ilaj. The fifth etiquette is that we should not listen to something for the sake of criticizing others or for the sake of pointing out the errors of others. We should listen for rectifying our mistakes. We should listen for correcting ourselves. Many a times it happens that when a person is listening to the talk of deen, Hazrat Mufti Mahmoud Hassan Gangoi Rahmatullah he used to state this, that shaitan diverts a person in this manner. And shaitan waylays a person in this manner. How is that? That a person is listening to the talk of deen. Now for example, the hadith of Nabi Salaam is discussed that ayatul munafiqi thalathatun that the signs of a munafiq are three. And now the signs are being discussed of a munafiq. When the person speaks, a person speaks lies. When the person uh, starts arguing, then the person comes down to vulgarity. And these kind of things are mentioned. When the person makes a promise, the person breaks a promise. Now while listening to this hadith, immediately our mind is now gone, that I hope so and so is listening. Or we are thinking that this is an excellent thing to tell a certain person. We got somebody in our mind now, that certain person, I need to tell this to that person. So now we are listening in order to point out the faults of others. This will cause us to lose the benefit. So we primarily listen for ourselves, that this is something I need. We speak for ourselves also, and others will listen, but we speak for ourselves, and we listen for ourselves also. Then there's a second step later, that what we have learned, we will share for the sake of Allah Taala, for the pleasure of Allah Taala, we will share it with others also. There's no harm in that. But the thing is, we primarily listen for ourselves. This is what we're supposed to do, not that we listen for somebody else. So, this is the etiquette, this is the adab, that when a person listens to the talk of deen, the person listens for the sake of Allah Taala, but for one's own rectification. That this is something I require for myself. Not that we want to point out the errors of others, we want to criticize others. Otherwise, shaitan has succeeded in diverting our attention and depriving us of that benefit. And especially when we sit in the talks of deen, and especially in the talks of the Ahlullah, the Mashaykh, at that time the person's intention should be that this entire talk is directly being addressed to me. Any talk of deen for that matter. A person should sit that I'm the only person present. Nobody else is here. And I'm directly being addressed. Each person must think in the same manner. I'm directly being addressed. And many a times when a person sits with this intention and in this with this frame of mind, then after that talk is over, a person feels that I was the one who was addressed indeed and only my issues were being discussed. Often it happens. Many a times... I've experienced this personally as well, having sat in the talks of some Ahlullah, our Sheikh, Mashaykh, etc. 
that in the course of the talk, one feels that as if I was the one that was being addressed directly, all my issues were being raised, and my problems were being discussed, and the questions I had in my mind, that was what was what being answered. Sometimes people come to me also after some talk, and they want to know, did you get some kashf? So I ask, what kashf are you talking about? So they say, well, this was a question I meant to ask, and you answered it. Or this was the problem I had, and you discussed it. So the reality is that Allah Ta'ala knows best, and Allah Ta'ala is the witness, that there isn't one iota of any kashf. Neither was there any idea that this person had this problem, or this person had this question. And this is not something that many people have heard regarding that they sat in somebody's talk, some other alim's talk, or some other sheikh's talk, and they had the same experience. What the reality is that with the ikhlas of the listener, with the true talab of the listener, the person who was listening was listening with that true talab. The person who was listening was listening with that true ikhlas. Allah Ta'ala put that words in the mouth of the speaker to fulfill the talab of that listener. The question of the listener got answered. Allah Ta'ala put it in the heart of the speaker as a result of the sincerity of the listener. So it is not the kamal of the speaker all the time. Sometimes it is the speaker's sincerity also in the case of our mashayikh, the ahlullah, etc. And many a times in the case of sinners like myself and insignificant people like myself, when we have experienced this, then it becomes apparent to us that it is the talab and the sincerity of the listeners that Allah Ta'ala opens up certain things in our hearts and enables us to say certain things which didn't come to mind beforehand also. So a person should sit with that intention and with that mindset. This entire discussion is being directed only for me and nobody else. I'm the only one present in this gathering. And when we will have that in mind, we will find that how much we will be able to achieve, how much we will receive. And this will, uh, inshallah, enable us to pick up on many things that will help us with our personal issues, with our problems, with our difficulties, things that we feel that we couldn't rectify, etc. All this will, inshallah, get sometimes sorted out and sometimes addressed merely by listening to a talk of deen. Sometimes it might be necessary to even communicate the problem so that we take direct advice, we take specific advice because the talks of deen are given in a general note and because of specific circumstances, specific situations, the general advice might not be necessarily applicable to us in entirety. So then we should communicate the problem to whoever we refer to. But if the matter is not so specific, then the general advice also will benefit us tremendously and will rectify many of our problems. So this is the adab and the etiquette that we should be listening with, that this is directly addressed to me. I am the one that is being addressed. Then the sixth adab is, and this is a very important point, on a very general note, that this is a very important point, that we should listen to the talks of authentic ulama ikram and authentic people. Not the talks of anyone and everyone, especially in the zamana that we are in, where the media is available all the time to everybody, print media and the other media that are also there. And anyone and everyone's talk comes up and we don't have any idea who the speaker is, or we have no idea whose book this is. There's a name, there's a very well-written book, but we have no idea about the author. So it could very well be somebody 100%. But when we don't know who the person is, we are taking a major risk. 
and a major chance. That it could be fine and it could be somebody that may totally mislead us. So we don't listen to somebody and we don't read somebody's book that we are not aware of to be somebody totally authentic. We don't harbor any ill feeling or any suspicion about anyone in our hearts also. This is a very fine line. We don't look down upon anyone. We don't harbor any ill feeling about anyone. We don't harbor any suspicion about anyone. But we keep safe also. We keep safe. If a person, we don't know about the person, we have no idea who he is, then we be safe. Otherwise we make mashura with those we make mashura with who can guide us correctly. Otherwise there are many times a person says, I was listening to the radio, I don't know who the speaker was, and then these doubts came in my mind. And now those doubts are affecting the person's aqaid. Oh, the person now was practicing on some sunnah, somebody came on the airwaves, and they said something, now that person's whole enthusiasm about practicing on the sunnah went away. These are realities, these are not just uh, hypothetical examples, these are realities. So sometimes for entertainment purposes, or meaning that in the back of the mind we need to listen to something, so we're listening. It's a kind of entertainment that we are de- then undertaking. But we don't know who we're listening to. And we don't know whether this is coming authentically or not. The label is sometimes very fancy. And the manner in which it is presented is very exciting. But we have no idea whether this person is promoting the haq as explained by our akabir and ahlullah, or it is something apart from that. So therefore we have to be very careful who we listen to. And when a person will listen to somebody who is not a person of haq, that instead of nur, zulmat will be created in the heart. Darkness will be created in the heart. Though sometimes what the person might be saying might not be something totally incorrect. But the zulmat of the person will come across. The darkness of the heart will come across. And that will affect our hearts. So this is something we should be very careful about. We should be careful that who we listen to, we are aware of the authenticity of the person. Then we listen. The same with reading any literature, any book. There are very excellently written books that are coming up in the market nowadays. But we have no idea about the authors. One particular book written about the Sahaba Ikiram. One person read that book. Very well written. Excellently written. And 95% of that book, maybe even more, 98% of the book was all fine. You couldn't point a finger at it. But there were some little things, the way it was presented, the manner in which it was presented. After this person finished reading the book, he was disenchanted with the Sahaba in general. From that little bit that was presented, how it was presented. He became disappointed as he mentioned. Na'uzubillah with the conduct of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid al-Lawan. Now can we imagine this poison, where it came from? From reading something where the person didn't know the author. So sometimes these are written by people with certain agendas. We don't know who is who. Somebody is 100% authentic and sometimes somebody is not. We can't take a chance. We should be careful about who we are listening to or whose book we are reading. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq to be on the safe side. And may Allah Ta'ala protect us and guide us correctly. Then the seventh adab and etiquette is that a person listens very silently and with sukoon, without any kind of distraction, without a person being engaged in anything else at the same time. Unfortunately, nowadays these things are all so common. 
Sometimes a person is listening to the talk of deen. We see it happening unfortunately in the masjids. People sitting in the back or in other gatherings that people are listening to the talk of deen. At the same time, they are busy on their phone also. People are listening to the talk of deen and they are busy with some other sideline thing at the same time. This is against the etiquette of listening to the talks of deen. person should listen with attention, listen with complete sukoon and quietly, then this benefit will come. But if a person is engaged simultaneously in other things, then this will cause the benefit to be lost and a person will be deprived. In fact, some time back, once, somebody had seen a dream that in a masjid, there was some filth that was being watched from the mimbar. Some filth was being watched like a TV screen was there and some filth was being watched in the masjid. So this was like a very a dream that perturbs anyone. So Hazrat interpreted, it seems that somebody is looking at some haram in the masjid on their phones. Then the next time the program was on, somebody was asked to please check and they found that this was indeed what was happening. So sometimes these kind of things unfortunately also happen nowadays. So it is important that we be very careful in this regard. Person gives his undivided attention to the talk of deen, inshallah, then that will be beneficial. And the last etiquette, which we will conclude this discussion on, that whatever we hear from the talks of deen, then we try to remember whatever we have learned, to whatever extent we can, and then pass it on to others also, solely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And to pass on the knowledge of deen. That this too is something that is a requirement, that to whatever extent we can, we pass on the knowledge of deen to others. So for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, we pass it on to others. This too is the etiquette of deen, etiquette of listening to the talks of deen. So this we'll find that besides now benefiting ourselves, whatever benefit we have passed on to others, they will practice on it, we'll get that sawab as well. They'll get the sawab, we'll get the sawab also. This is something we should try and do. We generally discuss many things. We talk to our friends, our relatives, our neighbors, other household members. But how often do we talk about at least something, one little thing at a time, about deen? And we'll find that this brings a tremendous change in a nice way without ever feeling ourselves better than anyone else, regarding ourselves to be inferior to everyone else. In a nice way, we pass on something or the other. We'll find tremendous benefit coming therefrom. May Allah wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq of listening to the talks of deen with all the adab and the etiquettes. This will give us great benefit. As mentioned before also, to listen to some talk of deen, be listening to some CD, etc. To listen to even 10 minutes with these adab will be far more beneficial than listening for 10 hours without the adab. So we don't have much time, we listen for a little time, but with the adab. Rather than listening without the adab for 10 hours, we try and Listen with the adab even for a shorter period of time. Inshallah, we'll find tremendous benefit. May Allah wa ta'ala accept and grant us the understanding of deen. May Allah wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq of practicing on what we hear and passing it on to others as well. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bima huwa ahlu. ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما 
اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان اللهم جعلنا هداة مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه جمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين